Welcome in to Pater's fourth part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Well done to Nick Trucial, Seth Coggin in here with you. And fellas, it's over. The 2022-23 football season has officially come to an end. If we're talking college and NFL, obviously, uh, the true yeah, pa- XFL. the true we Pater have, uh... crew knows XFL, USFL, and I guess AFL is all is all just around the corner. So not to fret. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, awesome Super Bowl. We'll get into everything that happened. I'm glad it's over. Yeah, I'm glad it's over. Titans ain't bringing home, so I'm glad we're on to the next one. That is true. You know, and the season I'm, was I'm, disappointing. I'm glad. I'm glad it's in the rearview mirror. Losing seven straight was just <laughs> such a like slap to the face. There's not even another way to describe it. I love that this is what we're going right into. We go, all right, Super Bowl. All right, yeah, losing seven straight, that was the worst. That was the worst. And then to see a guy like A.J. Brown put up crazy numbers in the Super Bowl. Um, What do y'all think? I want to rip this question off right off the bat. What do y'all think about this holding call that uh, was called at the end of the game? It's been the talk of Twitter. Everybody's been freaking out about it. I mean, I think it was a hold. And I'm kind of on the side of let's not – make all these big kind of game decisions on one play. That same play could have happened 40 times. He could have caught a touchdown 39 out of the 40 times. We, you just can't put it out there like that. I mean, that's fair. My whole thing was, and I saw this from Kurt Warner, who said, you know, this whole can't call that in the big moment. Well, what do you do if it's offsides or blatantly, you know, jumps false start? Like, do you not call that? And the reason I don't really like that argument is because, I mean, a false start offsides, like, it happens. A hold is somewhat subjective. Um, And personally, for me, I just didn't think it was that bad. Like, I mean, he may have got a little piece of him, but I don't think it's, like, that's not called every single time. Uh, so So the fact that it happened in that moment really sucked, and I... I didn't even see this, but someone was mentioning how the same play was basically called holding back in the second quarter or something. Um, I mean, be that as it, yeah, be that as it may. It's just, I I think there are some situations in sports where you kind of let the boys play, especially on the last plays of the game. Like if it's blatantly obvious, if we have a what was it, Saints Rams back in the day where the guy just decks him. Like yeah, I understand that, but I mean. If guys are like hand fighting or something, you know, yeah, but yeah, you, you got to remember they didn't call that, right? Like that in that instance, it was yeah, an obvious call. foul. Well, that they they, they didn't couldn't go call. back and do anything, and then they had the big rule change because of it. Yeah, yeah. So it really changed the landscape of the NFL. But it was just crazy because that one was insanely blatant. Well, yeah. my, and I'll go back to it. So I, I get the whole "don't call it in the big moment." My thing is even if it's middle of the game and that's called. I think even then I'm like, Oh, that wasn't that bad. You know, that's, that's kind of where I'm sitting on it. Like, I don't think it was that bad in general, no matter when it was called the fact that it was at the end of the game. And basically Pat Mahomes just sees a guy touching a guy throws the ball and throws his hand up for a flag and the ref gives it to him. That didn't sit right with me. Yeah. It's a tough way to wrap up a classic, you know, that game was, Really awesome as far as Super Bowls have gone in the recent kind of past. Um, it, you know, action from start to finish, your best players making great big plays, 
um, you know, an injured superstar quarterback hobbling his way, but but just die just dicing up the uh the, the defense in the second the half, game. just running Crazy. things. And it just was leading up to this, okay. Well, they're about to score, but you know, the Eagles are gonna probably have a chance. Um, and it was just kind of anticlimactic, I guess, to have the Chiefs end it end it in that way. Um you know, in terms of the a penalty, you just you never really want to see penalties just as a fan in, in the true. You don't want them to be the crux of a game. You know what I mean? Like, you don't you don't really ever want to look back at a game and be like, you know what? Yeah, I was it was directly affected by a penalty. And honestly, probably the outcome wasn't affected by the penalty. Like in most likely the Chiefs are in pretty good shape to probably still they might even be able to you know milk the clock without even getting that penalty. Um, but well, I think it was on third down, wasn't it? Oh, that was third. So they would have had to. I thought they were going to have one more down. I thought, um, but I, I, I could easily be wrong. Um, anyway, just kind of an anticlimactic. I, I was going for the Eagles, so I wanted the Eagles to have like one more true shot at it. Um, because they yeah. they had just been balling all night. Like Jalen Hurts was awesome. The Eagles are fun to watch. It was a fun Super Bowl. Like. Two teams that were really good matching up and like strengths on strengths, you know, like it was it was just really entertaining to watch. Um, and no one really lost the game or anything. You know, Jalen Hurts had the one one big mishap, but you know, early on, early enough in the game where you know more than made up for it by playing great and keeping a minute. So awesome to watch. Uh, doesn't hurt when anybody loses because you know my heart's not really on the line. Um, I probably would be a little more upset about that penalty call, but yeah, as, as just kind of a, as just a true last night, a casual fan, I was disappointed in the flag because it didn't seem egregious and it did directly affect like the end of the game outcome um, and kind of how we wrapped that game up. I thought it really kind of took away the, took away the chance for a true, even more classic finish. Yeah. And I guess if you're an Eagles player, Seth, you mentioned there was one. I mean, that Scuban score did end up being a big mistake for the Eagles, obviously. So there is stuff to point out, and then just letting the Chiefs come back in the game. Well, you I didn't mean, stop them in the second half. Out. Yeah, like I mean, you <laughs> they scored every single time in the second half. You can't really like they yeah, kind of that's did why you just can't beat you in one play. <laughs> you couldn't get a stop the whole second half. So you can't just complain and say, oh, well, this one play would have happened differently. Yeah. Okay, And you well, do have to play on. the game. Yeah, you have to play the game, too, of, okay, you have a minute left. There's no guarantees, you know, anything happens. Here's what I thought, though, about the kick return specifically. I thought the guy could have made it to the 50, like, with time on the clock still. Like, he kind of just went down. And I get it. I mean, you probably are just advised to go down once you touch the ball. But just it wasn't super soft. I was like, man, he could have gotten up there with a couple seconds left, probably. Um, and then there being six seconds left, I thought they might throw one to the sidelines really quick, and they decided not to. They and they didn't seem to really have anything ready to go. the The play was Jalen Hurts throw it as far as you can, and he just kind of super de- short. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he what happened on that? What, he definitely what mishandled on? it or something too, because it something, was because it was like I mean it was like I was ready for him to launch it, dude. I was ready for him to just hug that thing. I think Joe Milton makes that throw. Big for Nick they needed Joe. That is where Joe Milton's place in the NFL <laughs> like might be. Like it's like, look, Joe Milton's not our quarterback for 50, 59 minutes and fifty six seconds, but on the last hail mary, Joe's our guy. 
I mean, if you want to pick anyone in the world right now to throw a Hail Mary, Joe Milton yards. Be, yeah, like he's he's got to be in your conversation. Has I that agree. one picture of him standing on the power tee, like cocking back? Is that just a <laughs> meme now on Vault Twitter? Yeah, Bazooka Joe. That's hilarious. I've yeah, seen a couple of Vault Twitter accounts just tweet out, no caption, just a picture of Joe Milton cocking it back at the 50. <laughs> I like that a lot. I'm excited for it. Uh, we, Vols fans have quickly gone from hating Joe Milton with a passion to loving Joe Milton and now expecting him to perform like a Heisman. So in, in true Tennessee fan fashion, I'm excited to see what he does. What is not to love about Joe Milton? Dude, even when I would listen to some Vol calls the day after a game, and even when Hooker – this is earlier in the season, I will say – but even when Hooker is just doing exactly what he's supposed to do, dicing up these cupcake defenses, and then Milton would come in for garbage time, and there would always be a vol caller just say, "Man, I know I know Hooker's our guy, but but you know Milton's looking pretty good. You think he's got a <laughs> chance to like come in anytime soon?" <laughs> I love it. And so there was actually uh, I was looking up some stuff about Joe Milton and there's actually a Tennessee article about fans talking about Joe Milton being able to make that Hail Mary play. So that's pretty interesting that Tennessee fans uh, are fired up enough to get the news, writing articles about Joe Milton throw Hail Marys. I do think that needs to happen. And one of the first games of the season when it's a cupcake, like right before halftime and you get it at the 25 or 30, let's, let's actually see how far he can throw it. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way he can go through a college football season and not really push the boundaries of how far he can throw it. And that yeah. offense, too, it's just going to – I mean, it's going to endorse that. Can you imagine them opening up a drive from inside the 10-yard line and him just absolutely overthrowing up a rocket? Yeah, overthrowing <laughs> the guy striding Sending the other Sending a missile into the 10th row behind the end zone, like – like he the could receiver be, is could, actually on the other side of the 50 and Joe overthrows yeah. him. Yeah. He could be the first quarterback to go like goal line to goal line. Like I want his back foot on the goal line and I want him to throw a ball into the checkerboards on the yeah. other side of the He got a running start? I don't know, man. Like like a crow hop? <laughs> like if he's yeah. standing in the checkerboard and gets up to the goal line? Yeah. See, that's how I mean, that's how true legends are made. Like we truly are sitting here thinking that Joe Milton might possibly be able to huck one like in the Super Bowl. A hundred yards. <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We did not see that in this Patrick Mahomes, he's done a lot of things, but he has not done that, I don't think. No. But the way he played was insane. And Eric Bianami, I have so much respect for him as a play caller too. They're their offense was just lights out, and it sucks. Um, I was seeing Barry on Twitter, uh, who we, we all love, was tweeting about Eli Manning, uh, how he's a, a Super Bowl legend winner, and yet he's thrown for three touchdowns in his two Super Bowl appearances with one interception. Jalen Hurts throws for four touchdowns in his Super Bowl appearance and is uh, a runner and not a good quarterback. So there's already people getting pissed off about that argument. That's fair. That's fair. Um no, yeah, shout out to Pat Mahomes. We'll get a little more into that. But also, dude, uh, is it Pacheco, the running back? Yeah, dude, from Rutgers. Seventh round pick, right? Yeah, he's a big, I mean, like, and yeah, not like it was his quarter. first time. Like, he's been doing that this year. Yeah, he had over a thousand yards. Super impressed it's with impressive. him. Yeah. 
But you got to find those diamonds. I mean, that's how literally that's how the Chiefs are able to sustain, you know, this. They have found guys like that to just plug in and use and be just studs and come perform at the highest level. But that's what having that high level quarterback does for everyone on the team. Like literally every other player on that team is made better because of Mahomes or their job is made easier and win a Super Bowl. Look at what there, we did when we trade our number one receiver. A little bit uh, uh, difference of an out. Yeah, I mean, that's a good – that's honestly a really good point. Very different cases and, like, very, very different offenses, obviously. But still, yeah, trade away. And, honestly, people would regard Tyreek higher than AJ probably, especially before – like, I before this year. Still. Yeah. And probably still, like, a little – like, in true – like, I mean, Tyreek's probably your – I mean, what – He's top three for sure. Yeah. Anyway – it's a good comparison to make that yeah he didn't they didn't miss a beat and just went right back and won the Super Bowl and probably even yeah had a better year offensively and the Titans couldn't I mean the we couldn't even get off the mat so it's kind of tough when you think it it runs through Kansas City right now like there's no real other way to they've been a five straight AFC championships like That's it's crazy. possible that it's possible that this is kind of the end of their like. You never know. Like, they might have a bad year. Like, you truly never know. Mahomes could be out for half a season and they miss the play- They miss the playoffs or something. Uh, anything could happen. But, I mean, it doesn't really seem to be slowing down. Yeah. Um, like, their offense just works. And Andy Reid, shout out, evolves and adapts his offense so well to just work. And then you put the best quarterback into that system. He, are- he obviously has been – has had like sustained success as a coach, no matter who's in and who's playing offense for him. And then you put the best and truly in five years as a starter is in the conversation as the best ever quarterback. Like he's been that much head and shoulders better than everyone around him. Uh, And so you put that in Andy Reid's offense and it's like, man, I don't know what slows this down. Like, you know, we just got to hope to line up one night and, and just catch them. But, uh, but they're, they're just brutal outs, and um, Titans being in the AFC, like you just know that you're probably gonna have to beat Kansas City, and if you don't want to do it in their place, you better get the one seed. Um, yeah, so. and it all goes back to having that generational quarterback. I mean, we keep saying it, but as Seth, you said it. Unless he goes down, nothing's really changing. Even if, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they just proved they can get rid of a top three receiver, and they can still win a Super Bowl. Now, granted, yeah, they have. They've got Juju and Travis and Travis Kelsey, obviously, but I mean they're got it's not the next like they're tight not end that comes in players like around the him. next tight end that comes in that's a you know legit NFL tight end is going to look awesome in their offense. Like Dude, put Johnu Smith on that team and he has twelve hundred yards. Like, put Chig on that team and they, he's <laughs> an absolute freak. Put Traylon Burks in there with Mahomes and you don't think they're going to have some good things yeah. happen? Like. Dude, how about uh, speaking of wide receivers, Kadarius Tony showing out for the Chiefs um, and making some big plays. Giants, he took a while, I feel like, right? Yeah, like he didn't have that big of a year, but finally found his groove. Yeah, he really put it together, and that's been because of injury for sure. Because I mean, he was banged up all last yeah. year, and banged up this year. But was he on the Giants at the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was traded to the Chiefs. Right the, the yeah. Deadline. Okay. So yeah, it worked out for him, but. Uh, Hey, he made some big plays, and uh, the the Chiefs made it happen. So, well, it just that's a that's a good move to point out, and just like and and not to really harp on this because I I have no real reason to like 
dig the knife in, but you see the Chiefs, who probably already had one of the top offenses in the league, you know, we're going to make – they go out and they add receiver depth, you know, to themselves, and they add another weapon at the trade deadline to bolster, you know, a group that was already, de- you know, decent, that was already putting up good numbers. Um, and they just add another weapon, and then here they are winning the Super Bowl. And the Titans, who were just absolutely abysmal and terrible at wide receiver – just absolutely like to the naked eye, just terrible at the position. <laughs> Truly garbage position group. Not speaking individually on the, any of Most these in the NFL, and I don't but, think there's a debate for it. And they and then it's on tra- you know trade deadline and whatnot, and just absolute crickets, <laughs> absolute crickets. Nothing. You're you're gonna sit there with that group and not even go try it. You're not even gonna put a sim. You're not even gonna like. Give up the fans the courtesy of of attempting to go after a receiver? Are you like an unse- just an unserious move? Yeah, the that's best a good way to put it. Josh Gordon to the practice squad. Oh, <laughs> you tried to sign Josh like Josh Gordon. We were signing guys that were getting cut off like yeah, practice squads. Like Adrian Peterson and <laughs> remember when he was on the Titans. Yes. Oh my. That was. <laughs> I actually what? did almost forget. I'm not like you said it. And I was like, yeah, of course. But then if, if I would have, if unless someone brought it up, I never would have thought about Adrian Peterson yeah. being a Titan. I mean, yeah, that like that kicked a weird memory in into my head. Adrian Peterson as a Titan was like a weird unlocked like mental image uh, that I wasn't even thinking about. Yeah, I, I was not. Uh, just Dude, off the top of my head was not thinking about Adrian Peterson wearing two-tone blue. That was a weird stretch where, like, a couple years prior, we had Andre Johnson uh, for, like, one game. See, I remember him pretty out. well. He was yeah. awesome. He was he was awesome. Then he retired, like, halfway through the season. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had uh, Andre Johnson, Randy Moss, Adrian Peterson, Julio Jones. We've just had some crazy names kind of come in and just horrendously fail for the Titans. It's um, been like clockwork. We just want to add some Hall of Famers to our resume. Yeah, the Titans like, do. Titans Hall of Famer, Adrian Peterson, <laughs> Randy Moss. Like, yeah. Did Randy Moss, didn't he catch one pass as a Titan? I think two. He got two. I think. <laughs> Dude, Randy Moss on the Titans, uh, for some reason in my head, is equal to Allen Iverson playing 13 games with the Grizzlies. Like, it, oh. that, yeah, that's pretty – that's honestly is about as accurate as possible. Yeah. Like, that, that's just hilarious to me to see pictures of Randy Moss in a Titans uniform or Allen Iverson in a Grizzlies uniform. AI in the Grizz uniform is pretty <laughs> awesome. It's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty cool to see. Speaking of some kind of – those are more forgotten instances of great players. But a fun, a nice little fun fact. Did y'all see Chad Henney officially retired after the uh, Super Bowl? Which I, I had no idea that guy was still in the league until he came in in a playoff game. Uh, but he finishes, I think it was a 15-year career with two Super Bowls and made about 40 mil. So someone noted he has the same amount of Super Bowls as Bart Starr, Roger Staubach, uh, John <laughs> Elway, and Peyton Manning. And someone said this to me. They go, he probably made almost more than all those guys except for Peyton. And I was like, well, yeah, probably Elway too. But I did think that was funny. He probably yeah, came that's, away with that's funny. as many Super Bowls and more money than Bart Starr and Roger Staubach. I think that's they crazy. said – I saw he started 54 games, which yeah. is uh, – Chad Henney did? 
Yeah, the which actually is honestly more than I thought. I guess that's true. He probably started like two se- two full seasons about, yeah. and then other than that, too, he that. started yeah, Miami. So let's see. Yeah, he started probably started about 32 of those in two seasons, and the, the other 18 sprinkled over <laughs> 13 years. Um, but hey, living, living the dream right there. So, just yeah, someone said that the other day. There was a it was. Who was it? It was a backup QB saying, like, no, I have the best job in the world. Like, <laughs> which he's not wrong. Yeah. You get, yeah, that's you get a little more cash. You don't quite have, like, backup QBs don't quite have, like, the Mamba mentality, you know? Like, you got to be okay just, like, sitting there and, you like, know. All right, this is cool. I like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this you know, the, the clip of, I know this was preseason, but still, the clip of, like, Fitzpatrick in the Bucks locker room just downing hot dogs at halftime. Like, it's no big deal. And J- Jameis is like. Titans he's legend. Like, Jameis Titan is like, Titan. where? Yeah, Jameis is like, where'd you get those? And, like, Fitzpatrick's laughing because, obviously, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick knows where the hot dogs are at at halftime because. <laughs> but, but, no, I mean, I mean, back to kind of the starter, the starting quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes now, I mean, two Super Bowls, and we said it, like, doesn't look to be slowing down. I mean, how many more Super Bowls do you think Pat Mahomes rattles in? And he, like, got hurt this year, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> this is one you could have like chalked up to be like, yeah, well, he got hurt that year, you know, couldn't bring it. It's like, no, got hurt. Didn't even, didn't even phase him. He ran like that's why they won. Yeah, like, he had like a thirty-yard run on a, a no ankle. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, talk about a putting up a gutsy performance and was juking guys and like wasn't going down right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. That was pretty. I mean, that got me fired up in my living room when I saw uh, Pat Mahomes do that. You love seeing a quarterback put their body on the line. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, longevity is a big part of you know what makes the true great quarterbacks great. Um, but if I mean, if he could have even just another five year stretch just on par. If he literally just was able to, able to replicate his first five years in these next five, like, you know, over another five-year stretch, then I truly think he's probably, like, the great, like, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, I think he probably gets, like, two more rings, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, four, I mean, four Super Bowls. Yeah. If you get to four Super Bowls, it's like, I mean – yeah, you just won a lot of Super Bowls. Like there, that was a lot of teams you brought, you know, to the to the penultimate success there. So um, I think it's probably a little harder to just rack up. I don't know. I mean, Brady's Super Bowl record's pretty amazing, but I and this is an argument, not an argument I use, but well, kind of an argument I use in a lot of different you know goat debates is that I almost discredit dynasty wins a little bit, um, which I don't know if that's, that's a, fair. A, that's a no, positive. I don't think that's, or, yeah. But in terms of sheer number, it's like, okay, you won, especially when you have the same coach. So like Michael Jordan won six, right? Well, he won, he won all six with Phil Jackson. And like, you know, in two different, like one three-peat, I think, and then one in three out of four years. And mainly the same supporting cast. And yeah. mainly the same, like, yeah, the same era, pretty much, like, you know. And I'm not and, even saying great players, but even just keeping kind of the same core group together, yeah. like running with the same team means a lot. Yeah. 
But yeah, keep going. And, and that's not and it's truly not to discredit. I mean, part of that is even saying, wow, that's amazing that you were able to continue this sustained excellence and greatness. But then I kind of say the same thing about Brady's six with Seven. New England. Oh, well, yeah. six with New England is yeah. because it was all like two separate kind of dynasties where like they just had the best, like, you know, Belichick and them had built something that was the best product out. There. He was, he just happened to be the centerpiece and the quarterback on like the best built team. Cause football is such a team sport. Like it even more so almost than basketball, it, it takes a lot. Like, so, you know, one extraordinary player alone cannot overcome all like can, you know, LeBron took some terrible teams to the finals. Like LeBron took some teams that without LeBron, like are just bad. Like win 20 yeah, games. Just, yeah. Maybe. Are just legitimately bad. Like there was one time I, I remember it was his last run to the finals with Cleveland the second time. Yeah. With and Williams, it was best player. <laughs> no, no, no. This is uh, the, this second is when time. he came back. So when oh, he, the second oh, oh. after he had, after he had won, a championship he was still in cleveland um oh and it was like it was like yeah yeah it was like (laughs) it was game seven or something on the road versus boston in the eastern conference finals and i saw the starting five that he like it was another one of those like in real time like memes like i saw the starting five he was in game seven of the eastern conference finals with on the road and i was like if he can win this game like right now with these players like what are, like that that's insane well it's um, the same as uh the year before he beat the warriors when Kyrie and kevin love were both out yeah. De- delhi was the starting player. in the finals and he was still kind of running People with were it, like, freaking out about delhi that was so. Funny. Oh, anyway, so I kind of do. I value a little bit more doing it in different places or doing it with different circumstances. Um, but you know, at the same time, I mean, the part of that you're able to build that success because you win, so you can keep those pieces and those like coaches and stuff around. Um, so it's not like to totally discredit it, but in terms of numbers, I just say like six and four aren't that far apart. From like you won four titles or you won six titles, like you probably just had a little better circumstances to win six championships, just in all honesty. Well, and the difference too is with the Chiefs, the story is the offense. You know what I'm saying? Like with the Patriots, a lot of times the story was the defense. Their defenses were amazing. Yeah, their defenses were amazing. And not to say, I mean, the Chiefs have a really good defense too, but you definitely think of the Chiefs and you think of, the best offense in the league. That's always what you They've think. They've had some – I mean, the, the first year they won the Super Bowl, their defense was not that good that year. Now, they stepped it yeah. up in the playoffs, but, I mean, it's all offense all year long. Well, and the whole – the Mahomes versus Brady Super Bowl where all Mahomes did was run for his life and actually make some amazing throws that his – like the one that hit the receiver in the face mask in the end zone <laughs> would have been the best oh, throw of all time. It still may, might be. He's falling down, throws it sideways, hits the receiver that in the crazy. face mask. But, yeah, I mean, you – I mean, that will be the debate. Um, and people will ride with the whole – with yeah, with the ring argument, but – Yeah. But that's kind of – the fact that we're literally already talking yeah. about him five years, he has been a starter for five years. And I mean, yeah, you're kind of talking about it based on the fact that you think he's going to continue his success, 
But you're already you're saying if he just continues his like if he just does a baseline performance for what he's done, <laughs> he, he's going to be, you know, one of the greatest of all time. So uh, kind of fun to watch uh, live time, like watch his whole career unfold. Um, you know, we we got to watch the legends like Brady and Manning and all them. But they were pretty much came into the league right when we were like born, like when we were truly. But so it's kind of fun to watch a guy like Mahomes. Like I watched Mahomes, Arkansas play. He he diced up Arkansas one year. Um, now I'm not saying that was fun then. Um, it sucked then, and it's honestly pretty brutal now that he's in the AFC opposite the Titans. Um, but I think we're gonna climb that mountain again. We're gonna. Well, We've I'd like another shot group. at him. I mean, Titan, the Titans, I think, is it Tannehill 3-1 and one against Mahomes? That sounds like right. Three and we two? Did. We yeah, three. but they, they beat us. No, he didn't play this year, so it's 3-1. and one. Yeah. Yeah. We did almost cook them this year with Malik Willis, which would have been funny. I mean, the fact that that game went to overtime was ridiculous. Oh. To Malik Willis, talk about horrible. You know what I can see now? We were, we were talking about all these old players on the Titans. I could definitely see uh, Pat Mahomes on the Titans in about 13 years. <laughs> 13. If I have to wait 13 years, I do like surely to God. When he hits 40, it will happen. If, if he can, if he can hold on like Brady and Manning or whatever, there's no way, 40. dude. He's like, he's literally a son of Kansas city too, which makes it even like grosser. Like when is our chosen one going to just mad? Like, when is the kid that went to Laverne High School gonna come through <laughs> and and like become like the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football? He's not, isn't he from Texas though? Uh, I grew up, yeah, but like his dad played for Kansas City and oh, stuff, okay. yeah, so yeah. he was. Um, we I need mean, someone, he's part. He's like one of the sounds of the to have a crazy a good, some kind of football player. We needed, uh, yeah. Who? Well, I would say we need right like now. Vince Young to have had like a a um son a son that no one really knew about <laughs> that grows That's what up. You need someone like that. Who, Vince Young loves being a Titan. He does. So yeah, we need does. someone like yeah. that. That's crazy that Coach Carter of Brentwood was just his dad. Like the fact <laughs> that we just knew Vince Carter's dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so casually, that. yeah, that was kind of strange, honestly. Yeah, I don't think he had like a they don't have a relationship or something like yeah, that. But it's kind of sad. No well, that's kind of what it was kind of sad. I mean, like and looking at his dad, he's like five ten, like two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> yeah, but they also looked the same, kind of. So. Yeah, both bald heads. Like, <laughs> you you just love to see it. I wonder how many opposing uh, high school teams actually knew that. Like, there had to be a bunch of kids. Like, man, that dude almost looks like Vince Carter. <laughs> And that's because he is Vince Carter. Yeah, he's the Vince Carter, yo. He's the OG Vince Carter. OG. Dude, speaking of basketball, how about the Vols losing losing on another oh. buzzer beater? Up to two in a row. Two in a row three. is tough. And yeah. to Vandy and Mizzou, like two of the worst SEC teams you can possibly think of losing to. Oh, losing to them is awful. And, and I can speak, with the free Arkansas throws. lost to both this year. So. Yeah, it, well, and talk about Julian Phillips, who got ch- uh, chewed out by Rick Barnes because he didn't take a free layup, Yeah, goes to the line, misses the free throw. If he takes yep. that layup, balls win. So it's just – I mean, has, 
has it ever happened that a team has lost consecutive games on game winners before? Like true buzzer beaters like that? No, like it's up, like up hard two. to up two. That's like, the other thing. You were just, up two, so it had to be buzzer threes to win by one. That is know. a wicked back-to-back just gut punch. Thrashing. Just get tossed around, and people are uh, coming for Rick Barnes' head, as usual, anytime uh, there's – But, I mean, what's the tri- – People are coming for Ricky B. Trisha, I'll ask you this. I mean, do you expect anything this March? I mean, it just – it feels weird because I feel like this season we've almost been told to expect something. Like, Ken Palm has us ranked super high. Like, Yeah, but, like, I don't think the they're that are... good is the I, problem. Dude, I don't think – I think – the Admiral Schofield Grant Williams team would run this team out of the gym. Well, yeah, but not even that. I mean, the team last year, I think. I mean, even like it's not that different. But even just having Kennedy Chandler, like th- just the way everything flowed, seems so much better last year. Yeah, Tyree Key has not panned out as nearly as nice as I thought he was. With like, what do you have? Thirty points against Gonzaga in that exhibition game. Yeah. Uh, during the preseason, he the uh, week. Uh, or game one, he has 16 points. And then, I mean, he's had, I don't think he scored in double figures since November. So it's just crappy situations for some guys right now. And uh, I hope something changes, but. Well, yeah, my thing is I, the reason I say, yeah, the reason I say that too is because, I mean, I'm kind of expecting a second round exit in okay, March. That's signature Rick Barnes move, like lose early in the tournament. Well, but it's it, but it's different year. this year. It's and you can be upset because he's done it with great teams, but now it's like okay, I kind of expect it with this kind of team. Do you, what do you do? Do you let him hang around and see if we can get another loaded class or something and see if it can be I mean, better the next year and wait or what do you do? I just don't think you can get somebody better than Rick Barnes right now, so that's why I think you hold on to him. I honestly think he'll retire as a ball. I'm fine with that. He's done a lot for the program. It just really sucks even more to know that Tennessee would have had a national championship by now if Bruce Pearl didn't leave. So that uh, that hurts even worse, kind of just knowing the, the trajectory the Vols had going and then had to restart with Donnie Tyndall. Um, <laughs> Quanzo. Yeah, Quanzo leave for um, Cal and then go to Mizzou. Was Quanzo um, before or after Donnie? He was after, wasn't he? Gonzo was first. I think he was, was first. He? Yeah. He was not the first after Pearl. So it was Donnie. Was Donnie? Donnie? No way. Donnie Tyndall was the first guy after Pearl. I think Pearl. he was. You're, we're missing something. No, we're missing something. No, no. Yeah, look it up, Church. You'll see if you yeah, can find I'm, it. I'm already on it here right now. Gonzo uh, Ball, Jerron Maiman. Gonzo was just Maiman. a little bit later. All right, come on, Mike. Nah, dude, because that was weird in like middle school because it was like Jordan McRae and Jarnell. Was, yeah, Bruce Bruce Pearl to Quanzo to Donnie Tindall for one year. I, I, but yeah. Before that, who you were thinking of, I bet, was Buzz Peterson, the early I 2000s. Think, yeah, I think that may be a guy I was flipping after Pearl. Yeah. Yeah, Buzz, uh, Buzz was pretty electric, but. Because what year did Pearl get fired? Or... 2011. Okay, yeah, see, I was thinking it was more like 70% winning percentage at Tennessee, too. He was so nice. He was a, a bucket away from a Final Four. They yeah. lost the Elite Eight by one. See, I think this is one year that the Vols are going to make a run. You It'll guys just 
just seeing how you guys are talking about it right now, like I also know your team does is capable of playing really good defense and like is good enough, is competent enough on offense to play well. You know, you don't need to win games by a lot of points. You just need to win them in the tournament. So I think they can control the game, you know, well enough. And I mean, they're going to, they've played themselves as, as, you know, bar, they've had some tough losses here, but they've played themselves in really good position to, have a favorable draw. Um, now, you know, they were kind of in position to truly be a, a, a high, high seed, if not a, you know, if not a one. Yeah, one. Um, but even if they finish out strong, they'll be a three seed or higher most likely. And I mean, yeah. that's all you can really ask for is a chance to go win the tournament. And I don't know, maybe there's nothing really to say that things will be different this year, but maybe they'll be different this year in March. Like it's maybe, the beauty of March. Yeah. You never know. He has had some probably maybe to your guys' point, like maybe he has had some better teams that just didn't quite get it done in March, but you never know the team that'll kind of click right at the right time and just win a few games in that tournament. Um, because, you know, that Grant, you know, you talk about Grant and Admiral, that team – they they had some great big victories, but then they you know were they at their true were they playing their true best ball at the very end you know at the very end no um I mean when we had to come back down what like fourteen points to Colgate yeah <laughs> I will say the, I mean when they lost to Purdue that was kind of well we um, were Purdue down just, twenty and came all the way back to get to overtime and then to yeah. lose that after coming yeah, all true. the way back was such a backbreaker. Yeah, that one was tough. That the fans loved that team. They really connected with. I mean, they had guys that had been there, um, and that's some. Honestly, that's something that you are losing a little bit of in college sports, specifically basketball. Is like those guys had been around and were several year starters. You know, had played and been starters on the team for several years. Um, so you really got to grow to know and enjoy them, and you know, watch and appreciate their game and how they played. And how they played together. They played as a team very, very well. Um, and that's something that you probably don't see quite as much. But I think, you know, it doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really matter. Just get to March. This year, the that I mean, the tournament is so level. Like I don't, I really don't know if there's been many years in basketball at all where like across the board there are better teams, absolutely, but no one is just head and shoulders a lock to, you know, lock like Anyone can play with anybody that's going to be in the field. I truly believe that. Um, even the teams at the very top have shown that they are susceptible. Like, they are, are um, able to be got. So, I think, you know, just get in that tournament, make some things happen, and um, find a way. Find a way. Just reverse. Do you think uh, Alabama is legit this year? That's kind of the – I mean, they're pretty legit. I, will will they win in March? I don't know either. I tend to think they won't win the whole tournament just because, like, I don't think they will. Yeah, like, it's just so hard to do. I just think that – all right, this is going to be a little hot take here. I think that having a guy on your team get, like, accused of murder midway through the season is not going to, like, end in a championship. I mean, and I, I know I really simplified that. It's a very complicated legal. I, he did not get accused of murder. Like, I don't think that's how the situation panned out. But, um, you know, accessory, I think he did. I, I, somehow he's connected to it. Anyway, just that kind of story typically doesn't end in a championship. But 
2000 Ravens. I was going to say, and they did, he did talk about Ray Lewis, which was a crazy admission by Nate Oates at the time. Like saying you talked to Ray Lewis about how to handle like a possible murder, just a bizarre, bizarre, like admittance that you did that. Um, Anyway, just strange. Dude, did y'all watch that? uh, Did y'all watch that Baltimore bullies 30 for 30? Dude, that made me love Tony Siragusa. Like, uh, RIP, dude, yeah. Uh, they made him look like a beast in that, uh, he was, but he was just so like cool out there. All everybody loved him. The fans chanted goose every time he, uh, was up there and he, he was just all cool about it. So that really made me like the, the Baltimore team a lot more. Um, dude, they really time. focused on the, they focused on that Ravens Titans rivalry a lot. They did. Yeah, and Ray Lewis uh, always talking about how he wasn't even thinking about the Super Bowl. He wasn't thinking about any games. All he wanted to think about was hitting Eddie George. <laughs> Dude, that was – I mean, and that's what they talked about. It. I mean, those were the two most physical teams in the league. That was grown man football back in the day yeah. that you just don't see much of anymore. I mean, that's in the trenches, just dominating both sides of the line. Um, that was real football, man. It, uh, if Mike Vrabel has his way, that'll be how it. How oh it yeah, is. dude. If Mike Vrabel had his way, there would be no roughing the passer, like no no penalties. I think Vrabel Vrabel plays grown man football. He loves to get in there and hit some people. So that I mean, honestly, it, it's antiquated and stuff. But we're not going to have a Mahomes as our quarterback, and until then, like we might as well try to play a very opposite style of like the best team in our conference yeah like yeah we might as well try to play bully ball and like dominate you on the defensive line just eat you alive and churn like you know now we got to get the back ball to and that. keep it out of yeah, your hands we, we got to get back to that identity on offense because like you got to have a great interior lines like you got to have a yeah. great offensive line and a great defensive line if you want to try to do that but like it might not be in our worst interest to try to just play an opposite play style and just you know try to get the best like, it's just you can't outgun Patrick Mahomes. Like, we're not going to – the Titans aren't just magically going to develop a quarterback who can outduel Patrick Mahomes. It just isn't – he doesn't – they don't appear. They don't grow on trees. Um, there's n- literally probably never been another person to play football that can do – you know, that can outduel head-to-head Patrick Mahomes. It's just kind of how it is at this point. So we're just gonna have to lean into the opposite direction and just be the bigger, stronger, more physical football team, and just bully them, which I'm or, good with. Or we could ask the Chicago Bears for the number one overall pick and go make a splash and get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Seth, yeah. you and I were talking about that before we started the pod. Yeah, and um, well, that change that would change things. I love to hear that news. But then also, like I was saying, Derek Carr is also on the, the target list for the Titans. So who knows what exactly Rand is uh, cooking up. I think Derek Carr would be like rebranding and repackaging Ryan Tannehill from like yeah, they're the four same years person. ago. Yeah. And then I'm, then I'm going to have to sit through another four years of that. I guess that is true. Like, are you okay with either being great or being terrible? Or are you okay with being like, you know, fairly mediocre to decent to – Maybe it's like bad. the Bengals, Andy Dalton. Like it's just go in there, yeah. and yeah, you'll make it to the playoffs, and you you'll win your division a couple of times here and there. But at the end of the day, Andy Dalton is your starter. You're not winning a Super Bowl. 
Yeah, like the, that divisional and conference championship round is tough. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy Dalton's still your quarterback. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's not going to screw you over in week 13 by throwing five interceptions, but uh, he's also not going to not gonna come win you a road playoff game. No. So I, I'm all for making – I want Rand to come in hot, make a splash, make some noise. Let's, let's shake something up. Obviously, things are not working for us right now. Things need to change. Let's – Screw Henry. Let's just draft a quarterback, go get some receivers, Whoa. and just go all out the passing game. Oh. I'm calling for it now. I, I I think we need to change our style of play. I Here's mean, here's the thing. At, if you well, did, don't get don't get too excited because we hired Tim Kelly and we promoted from within. So it yeah. doesn't seem like we're, yeah, we're changing too, too too drastically. Yeah. And and, did y'all see the Jets hired Todd Downing as their passing game coordinator? Oh, oh yeah, goodness. That's a whole segment on its own. Like I could go, I could go in on the Jets. Who is making these decisions? Any quantif- any single bit of quantifiable data proved that he was absolutely <laughs> terrible at his job last year. He failed in every aspect of being a proper offensive coordinator. And you just hired him on. And they hired our offensive line coach as well. Yes, that's what and I was they, like, say. they had documented problems, like hierarchically, higher, higher. Together. Yeah, they had problems together <laughs> as an O-line and offensive. Like, just because they're on the same team, it, they literally have already tried it out, and it doesn't work. Like, they don't mesh. They don't get – they don't work well together. How could you be excited as a, as a Jets fan, truly? How could you sit there as a Jets fan and say – you know who they got? They brought in the guy who had the Broncos offense and the guy who had the Titans offense. And you could sit there and be like, yeah, this is going to work. Like, those were the worst offenses I've seen in football in a long time. Yeah. And plus, I mean, are they going Mike White as their quarterback? Are they going uh, Zach Wilson? What is, what is Sala? That's the thing. You probably have worse quarterbacks too than either of those teams as well. Oh. Oh, that's bad to think about. Yeah, that that's just who that is just. Woo! Yeah, let's take. I would I would not want to be doing this. Let's take season. two of the worst offenses, get their OCs, and pair them with our quarterback, who is worse than both of those <laughs> other guys. It's a recipe for success. Yeah, that's it's that's, so negative. They're just thinking it's going to become a positive. Yeah, is Russ? Yeah, is Russ going to cook again? Maybe for us. I mean, I doubt it. I think eh, Sean Payne's a pretty good coach. He he could dial him up pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what they can. How do. long was his deal? It's so long, be pretty time. long. Yeah, because he's making a it's ton a quarter of mil. I mean, it's a quarter billion, right? That's a hefty contract. You know, the Waltons bought uh, the Broncos. Golly. so they gave him no, eighteen million per season. How much? Only eighteen million. Eighteen million per season, five years. That instantly gives him one of the richest. That coaches does not add up. Is that ga- wait? Is that guaranteed? I. Uh, I thought so he. I thought it was literally like a two hundred. Yeah, his contract's dollar. like two hundred forty million dollars. Because what's eighteen times eighteen times five is. What, like 90? 
I think it's eighty. I mean, pull up the exact. Uh, so this Wait, was on February five. No, it's ninety. Is it not? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, it's 90. a little bit less. Yeah, because twenty times five is a uh, hundred. Man, um, that's a fun. How that's a fun segment. Just watch. Just mental math in our just heads. Just doing math. Yeah. Yeah. Really it only works. My brain only works with contract math, though. My brain only works with touchdowns. It can add in in like football points, like sevens and threes, and I can give you some safeties and and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So the article that I was reading, it just says in the neighborhood of eighteen million per season. The exact details uh, apparently haven't come out yet. Yeah, I'm serious, dude. I'm I'm thinking two, he got like two fifty. Yeah, he's making like forty million a year. Or something. Yeah, that's crazy. But I mean, if they that's think- probably about what it is like 40 million times six years. I bet that's something like that. That's ex- yeah. It probably is like 18 a year guaranteed or something. Like that seems a little more reasonable. I mean, even though still not how bad. Like, I mean, this is just a crazy tangent we've gone on, but like you sign someone to that big of a contract and in year one, they're that bad. Like, how, what are you thinking? Well, that's why they had to get rid of the coach. They're like, we have to pay Russell, so we can't – if it's not working with our coach, we have to get rid of him and find someone who's going to make it work. Yeah, that's true. They did only make it – give it one run. At that. They said, yeah, this isn't working. Well, and Pete Carroll made Gino look pretty good. Yeah, I think it really just shows you how good of a coach Pete Carroll is. And I think the Jets could be making a play at Aaron Rodgers. That's been a lot of the talk – I saw that. Uh, hired Nathaniel Hackett and uh, no way, dude. Todd Downing and Aaron Rodgers would be terrible. It just wouldn't. It, Todd Downing wouldn't be doing anything. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Maybe it's the like, only way. Out there and make some plays. You know the game better than I do. <laughs> Maybe they were like, we're gonna find two guys that Aaron Rodgers could not disrespect more, so he'll just take control. Yeah. Well, that's what I was kind of lobbying for. Legitimately, was for Brady to be our offensive coordinator and. Like part-time quarterback, like, I think that'd be awesome. Just bringing back the player coach days. Yeah, but but maybe even like game to game, like it's late in the fourth quarter <laughs> and we like put in Brady. Like, Look, dude, just, we, need, we need to come back right now. Just come yeah. in and win. Yeah. <laughs> just have Brady as a ringer off the bench. That would be awesome. So, like, how long are the Titans stuck with um, Malik Willis? And it's like, are we done with Malik Willis? You might like, seriously. I mean, the Josh Dobbs thing to me shows that we're done with Malik Willis. Why would you not play Malik Willis in the last? Can you game just cut? Day? Like, how does that work? So yeah, rookie deals are usually three years, right? Can you just like cut them? Well, I think first round it's four years and then a fifth year option. Well, but he, he was wasn't first round. round. Yeah, he was third round. Um, right. you probably could cut him. Yeah. I mean, he's not making that much. He can't be. He's a third round rookie. No, I mean, he's not making the crazy amount. But I mean, yeah. I mean I, I, mean, I mean, I doubt you would cut him this year, but I could see like if he doesn't if he doesn't do anything this year, it's definitely probably cuts. Well, and then also it's just kind of like that thing that we were talking about where the, the Titans are signing players that couldn't even make another practice squad. There's a reason teams evaluated Malik Willis and did not draft him. Like he was going to be a top five pick. There's a reason he fell. So, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if uh, I'm out on Malik Willis. I'll, I'll tell you that much. I'm out on him. 
I would like love him to prove me wrong, but yeah, I I I just do not see him progressing to the point of being a real unless we completely change our offense and become a like a triple option offense, which I, I am crazy a, fans I am a proponent of. Like I'm I'm not saying that's a bad idea. Uh yeah, I don't see him being our in our franchise. You know, we're going for a franchise NFL quarterback. Like he's not not the guy. Some people were saying Jalen Hurts is Malik Willis in the right offense on Twitter. Oh no no no! <laughs> and I, I, you could not be more wrong. Jalen Hurts is a lot smarter man than Malik Willis. The fact that he can stand back there and just look like he knows what he's doing, well, is dude. It, that's why like, it's so bad. Is Malik Willis like? To anyone, even if you don't watch football, if you watch him, it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, like that is not, not good. a good recipe for success at the quarterback position where you need so, to um, So, Dan Enos just got hired as Arkansas's offensive coordinator. Um, he was originally – or he was – before that, he was, he was at uh, – He was once at Alabama with Jalen Hurts. Um, and – then he was actually at Maryland with uh, Loxley, the old Alabama guy, and uh, was the quarterback. Anyway, he worked. So he worked with Jalen Hurts while he's at Alabama, and he compares. Uh, a, this is my long roundabout way of he compares KJ Jefferson to Jalen Hurts, um, and just KJ kind of a little bit of their a little ball. bit of their style stylistic control of the game. Um, and just how they are able to craftily use their legs while also being passing quarterbacks. Um, anyway, and just kind of their leadership qualities. Hey, I think that's um, something the Titans really need to keep in mind just going forward. I say I mean, we draft a quarterback every year until we have this situation. That's what I'm saying. We're, dra- like, we're drafting every year, but at some point you got to just – like when do you have to hang it all and just – trade up for the number one pick like is this the year do we just need to like if you truly could guarantee see that's what that's what's a little bit hard about truly risky like trading up for the titans to trade up and get the number one pick would only truly be worth it if the guy becomes your franchise like if he becomes your 12-year nfl starting franchise quarterback like if it's anything less than that, you it is kind of a weight. Like it's not worth it. Um, but do you truly think one of those guys is worth the big leap of faith? Yeah, see, that's what I don't know because you wait for Caleb Williams. Yeah, no. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, because yeah, no. if you look at some of the past number one picks who are QBs, like Trevor Lawrence made sense to me. Watching him in college, I truly thought he was a generational guy, and he had a tough really just a tough rookie year. I wasn't – I mean, they just weren't that good. But now he's kind of showing even if he throws four picks in the first half, he can come out and win you a game. Um, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good for a long time. But then you look at the Baker Mayfields, the Kyler Murrays. Yeah, just wasted basically five years of their franchise. And really, I mean, I know it was Oklahoma – but even more so Baker to me at Oklahoma, I mean, just such a gunslinger and so efficient. His pass efficiency rating or uh, percentage was insanely high. I actually did think Baker was going to work. Um, and I mean, in 2017 or 2018, when when the Browns like won 11 games or whatever it was. Because he, of him. He pretty well, Yeah, like he had a lot to do with it. So at one point, 
I definitely was on the Baker Mayfield hype train, but it's I mean, just so tough. This point, yeah, he's just kind of. I feel like he's lost a lot of confidence, kind of similar to to what Mariota has turned out to be, like just not out there making it look easy. Yeah, and who's the number one pick? Mariota's your Jameis. Like yeah. it, it doesn't work really that often. So it's hard to go all in on uh, one of those picks, but if you're trying to make some money, you got to put up some money, baby. So yeah, you got to take the risk. I'd be fine if they did it this year. I'm all for it. I mean, I think a a Bryce Young, CJ Stroud at quarterback that gets me excited. That gets me really, really excited. So yeah, it gets me excited for at least two years. Yeah, <laughs> like even if he's bad the first year, I can ride for like at least two years of excitement. Well, I've seen people talk about it's uh, kind of about that year and a half mark when you can tell quarterbacks are going to be good. Like Trevor Lawrence, the second half of the season really turned it on. Josh Allen, second uh, season really turned it on. Joe Burrow, second season, second half of the season really turned it on. So in recent history, it kind of seems like, yeah, you had, give them two years, but if they're they're not there in two years, time to move on. Yeah, Joe Burrow, that was a good number one. Wasn't he number one? Yeah. That was a good number one pick. There you go. Yeah. So it can happen. Yeah, it certainly can. And uh, sometimes the right situation makes it happen faster. Um, and, you know, some some of these guys, well, we we can kind of talk about Pac- Patrick Mahomes, but he didn't have to start year one. Yeah. You know, he kind of yeah. – he was – he went to That's a more – a team that was – you know, the, he got drafted, I think, 10th, but the Chiefs were pretty good, you know, decent at the time. Like – um, I think they, they won were like already 11 kind of, games. Yeah, they yeah. were already oh, kind of around playoff contention. And then he comes in and is able to sit a little bit behind, you know, Alex Smith in an effective – they were good. Like, they, they were a good team. Um, and a little different than, like, Trevor Lawrence coming in year one under Urban Meyer and, like, that <laughs> just dumpster fire of an organization. Um, I, I, I already forgot Urban Meyer was the head coach of the Jags. Like, that was such just a fever dream. Coming like, in under this? Urban Meyer versus coming in under Andy Reid, quite the ends <laughs> yeah, of the spectrum. Of yeah. And then who was it? Who was the kicker that uh, claimed Urban Meyer kicked him? Uh, what was, God, what was his name? I can't remember who, but that's just the stories from that season are crazy. Urban being seen at the bar cheating on his wife. Um, just all kinds so of bad, things. just every bad PR move like imaginable, like happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty awesome to watch. Pretty spectacular, but then jokes on us. Cause this year they came they back. In division. <laughs> not jokes really not on us. It's still on Jacksonville. Like, but it's kind of in our face at least a little bit. That's all right. Just make us hungry for next year. We just got to eat eat it, eat that to your chin and uh, hit them. We back do more. just have to eat that. Just like hold, just that L. Two hold that L. Hold that L. All offseason. <laughs> like, fire, fire you guys up. I, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Uh, I mean, we kind of say it every week, but I, let's draft old Hindo Cinco. That'd be another guy that if uh, Hindo two tone blue Cinco. Fourth round, you take a flyer on. And why not? I mean, screw it. While we're at it, like, why not go full LSU? Like, bring in the wide receivers he's already flows with. Uh, bring Tillman. in Jalen Hyatt. Bring in Cedric Tillman. Old said, 
Yeah, get Setting. high at first round, Hendon second. We got to get a lineman, though. Big we, said we, in the we third. Get a lineman. Speaking of linemen, shout out Trey Smith for getting the Super Bowl win. Oh, there you go. Uh, I wish the Titans would have drafted him. So yeah, yeah he got drafted be... in the sixth round, right? And, yeah, and he was an immediate starter for the Chiefs. Yeah, that's a whiff. Just a whiff. Like, how did how? Well, I know it was because of the the heart problems or what blood clots. He had some kind of medical issues, but the second he got cleared, go draft. That what guy. happened? To, John Robinson like was amazing at drafting in like the first two or three years, and then it just like completely fell off. Like all of our draft picks. Like Caleb Farley, absolute bust. Isaiah Wilson, absolute bust. I don't even, like. I I could pull up the list and go through just like a lot of whiffs. I mean, those two names right there just make me angry. Like Isaiah Wilson is as bad as a whiff as it gets. Literally, yeah. it's as bad as a whiff as it gets. Like to have your first round pick play three snaps, like that's up there in the worst draft bust in NFL history. Yeah, that's horrible, and especially and it, since it came terrible. since it came after drafting guys like Byard in the fourth round, Jayon Brown in like the fifth or seventh. Yeah. You know, Jeffrey Simmons getting him late in the first. Like, yeah, that was honestly a value pick. The fact yeah. that we were able to get him in the mid-teens. Yeah, where I think he'd probably go, he'd go top ten, top five in that draft. Things change. I mean, he's been the second best defensive lineman in the league for two years now. Yeah. Behind Aaron Donald, probably. That's what the Titans still kind of have their identity. You have a like one of the best down linemen in football. You got the best running back in football. You see yeah. everything else. You're gonna add back in Henry not even in the top five. So they said Tony Pollard was better than Derrick Henry. Dude, Tony Pollard is really good, but yeah, no, he's not better than Derrick Henry. The king is still the king. King still wears the throne. Yeah, Healthy yeah. Landry back next year. Yeah. Yeah, that, the defense had already performed well. After we get healthy, getting David Long, Harold Landry, this defense could still be really – The defense should be good. It's the offense that does – it does worry yeah, me. Yeah, we need to score more than 14 points. But like if we want to be successful probably. We need to average more than two points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> we need to average more than a touchdown after halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was crazy that we just couldn't. I mean, through the first, what was it, four weeks of the season, we had three points in the second half. Oh, my gosh. It was so bad. <laughs> as bad as it gets. God. But, hey. Football season is over, but we're still here talking about it. Still staying on our minds. As long as we talk about it, it never ends. Like, in, until we forget about it, football season never ends. Yeah. I'm with it. Titans are undefeated once again. It's yes, only sir. six months to the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. That's nothing. Six months. I'll eat six Titans months. Oh, no, next to their uh, name right now. Oh, no, baby. The slate is clean. <laughs> So, Beautiful. All right, guys. I think that about wraps us up. Um, thanks again for listening. This has been Paydirt Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Check them out, sixpackcoverage.com, on Instagram and Twitter at sixpackcoverage. Check us out on Twitter at paydirt underscore sports and on Instagram at paydirt sports. Guys, thanks again for listening, and we will see y'all next week. Paydirt out. Go, Ice Bears.